Good morning, this is Nikhil D. Jonathan for today's verse excitation. And the verse that we are looking at today is taken from the book of Romans, chapter 7, verse 6. The verse says, We are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive, so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit, and not in the old way of the written code. So it says, We are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive, so that we serve in the new way of the spirit, and not in the old way of the written code. So this is a very interesting verse, and uh, talks about how uh, God has saved us, and how he has broken us free from the shackles of sinful nature, and how it is uh, so poignant for us to look at uh, the way the spirit leads us, and um, how we must change our ways from uh, the mold that has been uh, uh, almost decaying us towards the sin that uh, we are about, we were about. So there are three main learnings that uh, we can see over here, and the first of which is the transformation of the Christian disciple. So how does the Christian disciple get transformed to become one with Christ. There are many ways, there are many ways that um, are part of uh, the transformation process. The first, of course, is uh, complete adherence to and obedience to what God has uh, planned for us. So we as Christians, if we want to be disciples of Christ, we must first um, confess that uh, we are sinners. We must first agree that uh, we have sinned because of uh, an ancestral poisoning that has happened and we should uh, then accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior so that we might be free from sin and once we have done that we have to work accordingly to um, concur with the ways of uh, the Bible the instructions that uh, God gives us through prayer and um, constantly spreading and uh, preaching the word of Christ so that uh, the mission of Christ may be fulfilled among all people. So these are the basics that we need for uh, Christian discipleship. So it is uh, something that uh, is uh, easily said but very hard to do because um, we are easily distracted whenever uh, something good happens, something bad usually follows it. So it is something that um, we must keep in mind and work towards. We must uh, um, strengthen the muscle of discipline and ensure that we are completely aware of how we are working towards Christ and that we also are socially um, enabling people to reach out and uh, be one with Christ as well. So this is what we need to do in terms of transforming ourselves as disciples. This is some things of um, the many that we need to do to be transformed as Christian disciples. Of course, the Bible illustrates all the ways that we must work by to become a Christian disciple. So if you truly want to be a Christian disciple, read the Bible word for word and uh, make sure that uh, you um, adhere to that. Make sure that you walk the Bible in everything that you do next learning that we are able to see here is serving Christ every day. So it doesn't just uh, happen that you serve Christ once 
in your lifetime when everything is uh, settled. Once you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, you must serve Him every day. You must give your life to its, uh, towards making what Christ wants from you. So that means uh, working towards Christ. That means doing what Christ wants uh, you to do, becoming a soldier of the Word of Christ, um, and uh, making uh, uh, inroads into the different paths that uh, God has marked out for you. So that is what it means to be serving Christ every day. The next uh, that we see over here is uh, breaking free from the captivity of sin. So we know that uh, uh, in this verse it says that uh, so that we serve in the new way of the spirit and not in the old way of the written code. So the old way of the written code uh, is uh, the way of idol worship, the way of uh, worshipping kings and authorities that uh, um, give us uh, amendments or different types of uh, uh, methods of worship that are not approved of uh, by Christ and that are not approved of the Bible. So we as Christians must uh, make a conscious decision, make a completely conscious decision that everything that is uh, um, not mentioned in the Bible, that is not instructed by Christ, that is not uh, part of the commandments, we are, uh, we are not getting involved with that, we are not getting uh, captive uh, towards that, we are not being uh, you know, one with that. So we need to just completely ignore all of that. We need to completely break the, all of that away, and then move towards and move towards what Christ has planned for us. So it's quite simple. It's quite easy um, to do. It's uh, just the first step that you need to take, and then Christ will usually lead us away because He wants to see that uh, maturity in us. He wants to see that. Uh, uh, inner uh, motivation to uh, have that uh, impetus towards what Christ wants us to do. So, making that, taking that first step and making that uh, um, opportunity ours is all that we need to do, and the rest of it is planned and uh, foreseen by Him, the uh, Almighty Creator of heaven and earth, to take care of us. So, just taking that one step will determine us and will give us the empowered uh, notion that uh, what we must do. So this is what it means to be breaking free from the captivity of the sinful, evil nature of this world. And uh, Christ has a power. He has a power to do great and miraculous things. He has a power to um, lift a, a person from who is dead from his uh, death. He has a power to uh, part the Red Sea. He has a power to uh, cause a plague on all those who don't worship him, on all those who disobey him. So he has the ability to do great things. And uh, when uh, we have such a powerful and wonderful God, Christ, it is uh, imperative that we follow him and uh, that uh, we completely ignore the things that uh, are um, uh, not uh, favored by him so if something that Christ doesn't approve of it is the best way to uh, uh, be is to completely ignore that way and then work towards being one with the Holy Spirit of Christ so that is what it means to be breaking free from the captivity of sin
so those are the understanding that we get from this verse uh, romans chapter 7 verse 6 and uh, it's very interesting very uh, um, a good verse for all those who want to learn how the holy spirit wants us to live and how we take that first step so it's just about uh, breaking free from the old dead uh, sinful nature and then working towards the new way that christ has uh, shown us so it's quite interesting that we can even uh, see it in our daily lives when uh, we when we feel like uh, unmotivated and lazy and um, not wanting to do something the, the the leading psychologists in the world say that the first thing that you must do is uh, take the first step towards achieving that goal for example if you are very lazy and don't want to go for a run or exercise then the first thing that you must do is just put on your shoes if you are able to do that the next few steps towards uh, uh, exercising or running are going to be automatic and uh, you would eventually do it so just take that first step and um, that would ensure that uh, you are in the new way of the spirit and the old way is completely abolished and forgotten so that's what it means when you say when it when says you that we must serve god in the new way of the holy spirit and not in the old way which is of uh, you know um, ritual and sins that our forefathers committed so it's very uh, interesting this verse and there are many uh, con many different things that you can think about when you are saying these uh, um, stories about this verse that explain them um, the concoctions of this uh, verse would uh, ensure that uh, uh, we are able to uh, understand it from many dynamic perspectives and it's a continuous learning so you keep reading this verse you meditate on this verse when it says we are released from the law having died to that which led us captive so that we serve in the new way of the holy spirit and not in the old way of the written code so when we dwell in this way uh, of jesus christ when we have uh, this meditation we are truly able to break free from the worldly inner uh, sinful nature and have uh, communion with the bible and the commandments and how what god is trying to uh, tell us and through his commandments and instructions we are truly uplifted and have a discipline in Christ filled life Christ centered life so that is what it means this verse very interesting i recommend that everyone who truly wants to uh, have a connection with Christ read this verse every now and then so that they would be able to be transformed as christian disciples they would be uh, serving Christ every day and they would be breaking free from this world of sin So that is what uh, this was about Romans chapter 7 verse 6 thank you for listening this is Nikhil D Jonathan for today's verse exhortation it's been it's been a pleasure bringing you this uh, uh, episode of uh, podcast um do stay tuned for more uh, verse exhortations and uh, have a truly blessed um, eternal life in the holy spirit of Jesus Christ This is Nikhil D. Jonathan for today's verse exhortation. The verse that we are looking at today is taken from the um, 
Book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 38 to 39. So that's、uh, Romans, chapter 8, verses 38 to 39. And、uh, the verse says, it's very uh, 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 remarkable and、uh, memorable. Verse, very memorable verse. It says that, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creations will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So. We can see、uh, this verse clearly depicts what it means to have the love of Christ、uh, and how it uh, resonates, resonates in our everyday lives, how it is、uh, so much、uh, more powerful than things that influence s or things that we think influence s So it says that it's greater than death, it's greater than life, it's greater than angels, rulers, things present, things to come, than、uh, any type of uh, uh, dimension of worldly measure of anything for that matter on earth and in heaven and on, under the earth. So there is nothing on the earth that can、uh, be greater than the love that Christ our God has for us. So, I have found、uh, three teachings, three major teachings that we can observe, we can uh, really uh, dwell and meditate on from this verse. So, the first of which is、uh, Christian love versus ordinary、uh, worldly love. So, the Christian love, as we all know, is so much、uh, greater than、uh, we can fathom, it's so much greater than what we can imagine. So, it's about、um, Christ. Uh, it's about him delivering us from all sin. It's about Christ giving us an eternal uh, uh, status of life in heaven. It's about Christ、uh, giving us power to do his will. It's about guidance. It's about an all powerful creator who has、uh, given us so much from our birth to death and after the death. So it extends to what uh, uh, we, ca- we can't imagine. So that is what Christian love is. It's so hard to imagine, but then we have an idea, we have a conceptual idea of what it is. Ordinary love, on the other hand, is more technical, it's more human, it's more boundaried, it's more filled with what we have on earth. It is about you know, the things that we want and things that make us to do certain things on earth. And it's not always right. Christian love, on the other hand, is always right. There is nothing wrong about it. But then, ordinary love, in the most cases, is wrong. In the most cases, it、uh, is influenced by the devil and the sinful nature of this world, the body, and、uh, greed, and、uh, envy, and、uh, pride, and、um, uh, gluttony, and、uh, laziness, and all the worldliness of this world. So, covetousness, something that uh, is uh, temporarily good. So, we have this concept of、uh, passion and love. So, when we have passion, it, it, it means that it is for a short extent based on an emotional response to something that happens in this world. While love is a more continuous and、uh, long standing、uh, feeling that is based on.、Uh, Uh, something that is greater, something that is more uh, uh, 
poignant, something that is uh, uh, sustainable and that is uh, have uh, that does have meaning and is full of resource. So ordinary love can be compared to passion, where it is in short bursts, where it is infatuated on just things of this world. So that is what it is, and it's uh, it it uh, based it's based on impulse at most times, and sometimes and most of the times it the impulse can be uh, drawn towards uh, something that is not uh, good. If it if we are if our uh, emotional intelligence is not trained, if our emotional intelligence is not programmed to be disciplined and mature and powerful, and uh, in tune with the commandments and instructions of Christ, then it would uh, be led by impulse to do have uh, wrongful ordinary love. So that is what uh, some of the differences are. Um, but and we can see that how. Uh, it's been described in this verse where it says, uh, gives us all the elements of this world and uh, how it says that the love of Christ is so much more different and so much more uh, incomparable to all of this. The next learning that we can see over here is that of the uh, living in the Holy Spirit and not in the flesh. This is discussed uh, in this chapter as well, where it says that uh, if, when you live in the Holy Spirit, there is life is so much more clearer. Life is so much more uh, uh, filled with uh, joy and uh, love and spirit and hope. Um, you and you are able to do so much more than what you think you can do when you live in the Holy Spirit, because you are not living in the body. You are living in your spirit. You are living in uh, uh, in a Savior that is the Creator of heaven and earth. So you have the immac. Uh, power when you are living in the Holy Spirit, but when you're living in the flesh, you're uh, you're having sin, you're having boundaries, you're having restrictions, and you're having uh, uh, you know uh, just a, uh, a worldly uh, frame that uh, you have for a reference. So it's just worldly uh, people who are uh, your reference when you're living in the flesh. But when you're living in the spirit, you have Christ, you have God, you have the um, presence of the uh, uh, Almighty with you. So that is. Uh, so, which do you prefer from after after knowing what it is to be living in the Holy Spirit? After knowing what it is to be living in the flesh, which one do you prefer? You definitely anyone in their right minds would definitely want to live in the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. The next learning that we see from here is the future glory for those who stand firm through suffering. So, living in the Holy Spirit is not just a you know instant thing that happens with a snap of a finger. You turn to uh, living in the Holy Spirit. Uh, it is not uh, just reading a piece of uh, uh, the Bible and then you start living in the Holy Spirit. It is a test that you must uh, accomplish, a test that you must uh, have victory over, a test that you must uh, excel in so that you would be uh, rightfully given the uh, position to live in the Holy Spirit. So what is this test? It is a test that uh, will test you mentally, it is a test that will test you uh, physically, it will test you in your spiritual uh, standing and it, it will uh, measure you in terms of your maturity, it will measure you in terms of uh, um, your wisdom and strength. So maturity, wisdom and strength are the measures of this test in your mental, physical and spiritual um, realm. So only those who excel in all of these uh, categories you know, and uh, uh, score very well in these measurements, only they would be able to have uh, 
the uh, place that God has for them in uh, the Holy Spirit. So learn to be more mature, learn to uh, work with the wisdom of the uh, Bible, of Christ, of the Ten Commandments, um, and have uh, strength to do all of that through the power that Christ is able to give. How do you get the strength? You meditate in the Word, you ask Christ for power, you eat what Christ wants you to do, eat, and then you give glory to Christ in everything that you do. Mature is making the right choices, not being foolish in your ways, not uh, uh, acting in ways that uh, would uh, disgrace God, not uh, doing the wrongful and sinful ways of uh, life. So that is what it means to. um have the future glory it's living in these three categories living in the categories of uh, um spiritual physical and mental uh, well being that is uh, rightly uh, bestowed by Christ as uh, as the standards for uh, reaching your uh, wisdom and strength and uh, maturity so this is what it takes to have future glory in Christ and this is very important is extremely important because uh, Christ has set these standards and he has sacrificed his uh, himself for these standards so if you do not live up to these standards there would be a damnation and fiery hell and suffering for all those who don't stand uh, reach these standards so it is imperative for every person uh, christian especially to to rise up and then reach and then maintain these standards all through their life so those are the three teachings that we can get from uh, romans chapter 8 verse 38 to 39 uh, christian love versus ordinary love living in the uh, spirit and not in the flesh the future glory for those who stand firm through any suffering Thank you for listening. This is Nikhil D. Jonathan. Uh, have a truly blessed day in the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. Good morning. This is Nikhil D. Jonathan for today's verse exhortation. The verse that we are looking at today is taken from the um, book of romans chapter 8 verse 38 to 39 so that's uh, romans chapter 8 verses 38 to 39 and uh, the verse says is very uh, uh, remarkable and uh, rememberable verse very memorable verse it says that for i am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creations will be able to separate us from the love of god in christ jesus our lord so we can see uh, this verse clearly depicts what it means to have the love of christ uh and how it uh, resonates resonates in our everyday lives how it is uh, so much uh more powerful than things that influences or things that we think influences 
So it says that it's greater than death, it's greater than life, it's greater than angels, rulers, things present, things to come, than uh, any type of uh, uh, dimension of worldly measure of anything for that matter on earth and on heaven and on under the earth. So there is nothing on the earth that can uh, be greater than the love that Christ our God has for us. So I have found uh, three teachings, three major teachings that we can observe, we can uh, really uh, dwell and meditate on from this verse. So the first of which is uh, Christian love versus ordinary uh, worldly love. So the Christian love, as we all know, is so much uh, greater than uh, we can fathom. It's so much greater than what we can imagine. So it's about um, Christ. Uh, it's about him delivering us from all sin it's about christ giving us an eternal uh, uh, status of life in heaven it's about christ uh, giving us power to do his will it's about the guidance it's about an all-powerful creator who has uh, given us so much from our birth to death and after the death so it extends to what uh, uh, we can we can't imagine so that is what Christian love is. It's so hard to imagine, but then we have an idea, we have a conceptual idea of what it is. Ordinary love, on the other hand, is more technical, it's more human, it's more uh, uh, boundaried, it's more uh, filled with what we have on earth. It is about uh, um, you know the things that uh, we want and things that make us to do uh, certain things on earth. And it's not always right. Christian love, on the other hand, is always right. There is nothing wrong about it. But then ordinary love, in the most cases, is wrong. In the most cases, it uh, is influenced by the devil and the sinful nature of this world, the body and uh, greed and uh, envy and uh, pride and um, uh, gluttony and uh, laziness and all the worldliness of this world. So covetousness, something that uh, is uh, temporarily good. So we have this concept of uh, passion and love. So when we have passion, it, it, it means that it is for a short extent based on an emotional response to something that happens in this world. Right, love is a more continuous and uh, long-standing uh, feeling that is based on uh, uh, something that is greater, something that is more uh, uh, poignant, something that is uh, uh, sustainable and that is uh, have uh, that does have meaning and is full of resource. So ordinary love can be compared to passion, where it is in short bursts, where it is infatuated on just things of this world. So that is what it is. And it's, uh, it, it, uh, based, it's based on impulse at most times and sometimes and most of the times it, the impulse can be uh, drawn towards uh, something that is not uh, good. If, it, if, we are, if our uh, emotional intelligence is not trained, if our emotional intelligence is not programmed to be disciplined and mature and powerful and uh, in tune with the commandments and instructions of Christ, then it would uh, be led by impulse to, to have uh, wrongful ordinary love. So that is what uh, some of the differences are. Um, but, and we can see that how uh, it's being described in this verse where it says, uh, gives us all the elements of this world and uh, how it says that the love of Christ is so much more different and so much more uh, incomparable to all of this.
The next learning that we can see over here is that of the uh, uh, living in the Holy Spirit and not in the flesh. So this is discussed uh, in this chapter as well, where it says that uh, if, when you live in the Holy Spirit, there is life is so much more clearer, life is so much more uh, uh, filled with uh, joy and uh, love and spirit and hope. Um, you and you're able to do so much more than what you think you can do when you live in the Holy Spirit because you are not living in the body you're living in your spirit you're living in uh, uh, in a savior that is the creator of heaven and earth so you have the immaculate uh, power when you are living in the Holy Spirit but when you're living in the flesh you're uh, you're having sin you're having boundaries you're having restrictions and you're having uh, uh, you know uh, just a, a, a worldly uh, frame that uh, you have for a reference so it's just worldly uh, people who are uh, your reference when you're living in the flesh but when you're living in the spirit you have Christ you have God you have the um, presence of the uh, uh, Almighty with you so that is uh, so what do you prefer from after after knowing what it is to be living in the Holy Spirit after knowing what it is to be living in the flesh which one do you prefer you definitely anyone in their right minds would definitely want to live in the holy spirit of jesus christ the next learning that we see from here is the future glory for those who stand firm through suffering so living in the holy spirit is not just a you know instant thing that happens with a snap of a finger you turn to uh, living in the Holy Spirit. Uh, it is not uh, just reading a piece of uh, uh, the Bible and then you start living in the Holy Spirit. It is a test that you must uh, accomplish, a test that you must uh, have victory over, a test that you must uh, excel in so that you would be uh, rightfully given the uh, position to live in the Holy Spirit. So what is this test? It is a test that uh, will test you mentally, it is a test that will test you uh, physically, it will test you in your spiritual uh, standing and it will uh, measure you in terms of your maturity, it will measure you in terms of uh, um, your wisdom and strength. So maturity, wisdom and strength are the measures of this test in your mental, physical and spiritual um, realm. So only those who excel in all of these uh, categories you know, and uh, uh, score very well in these measurements, only they would be able to have uh, the uh, place that God has for them in uh, the Holy Spirit. So learn to be more mature, learn to uh, work with the wisdom of the uh, Bible, of Christ, of the Ten Commandments um, and have uh, strength to do all of that through the power that Christ is able to give him. How do you get this strength? You meditate in the word, you ask Christ for power, you eat what Christ wants you to do, eat and then you give glory to Christ in everything that you do. Mature is making the right choices, not being foolish in your ways, not uh, uh, acting in ways that uh, would uh, disgrace God, not uh, doing the wrongful and sinful ways of uh, life. So that is what it means to um, have the future glory. It's living in these three categories, living in the categories of uh, um, spiritual, physical and mental uh, well-being that is uh, rightly uh, bestowed by Christ as, uh, as the standards for uh, reaching your uh, wisdom and strength and uh, maturity. So this is what it takes.
to have future glory in Christ. And this is very important. This is extremely important because uh, Christ has set these standards and he has sacrificed his, uh, himself for these standards. So if you do not live up to these standards, there would be a damnation and fiery hell and suffering for all those who don't stand, uh, reach these standards. So it is imperative for every person, uh, Christian especially, to to rise up and then reach and then maintain these standards all through their life. So those are the three teachings that we can get from uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 38 to 39. Uh, Christian love versus ordinary love. Living in the uh, spirit and not in the flesh. The future glory for those who stand firm through any suffering. Thank you for listening. This is Nikhil D. Jonathan. Uh, Have a truly blessed day in the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ.